Hello and welcome back to the Trick Play Podcast on Fresh Take Network. I'm Simon Chaskovsky here with Caleb Peterson. I had to go, I had to go anger bike. I just like biked up a hill um, because <laughs> I was so mad. I was up 20 goddamn points. Tyree Kill sucks. God damn it. <laughs> I'm so mad. And I, I thought I was going to be rich. <laughs> Fill an entire parking structure with that. Fill an entire baseball stadium. Yankee Stadium is filled with Lambos. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Trick Play Podcast on the Fresh Take Network. I'm Simon Chaskovsky here with Caleb Peterson and shortly we will be breaking down all the sports related news, rumors, and drama that you want to hear about. And we have quite a loaded week once again. Back to back loaded weeks. We are killing it. We're going to be talking about the CFP committee making quite a wild decision taking, I believe it was Florida State choosing to keep them out despite them being undefeated. Instead choosing Alabama. We'll get into that. Then we've got a whole bunch of stuff across the NFL, including the Zach Wilson saga that had him rumoring to basically say no to starting for the Jets, which was a very interesting interesting whole thing to watch unfold. Then we'll get into Goodell wanting the tush-push band in the NHL. We're going to be talking a little bit about the Flames and how Markstrom will be out week to week and what it could potentially mean for them as the Flames look to bring up a couple more prospects. In the NBA, we have quite a lot going on as well, as so we'll make sure to get into that. And lastly, we're going to be talking about the Yankees trade that it just got finalized pretty much right now with them bringing in Soto. So make sure to check us out on YouTube, Fresh Take, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter as we have new content coming out every week on each and every one of those platforms. Caleb, are you ready to get into it? I'm so ready. And definitely check us out on YouTube, Instagram, all the things he just said. Because apparently people listen to us on not YouTube, and I didn't even know. YouTube um, is where most so of our good stuff is. I can say that as like, uh, yeah. If you're if you're not watching a lot of our shorts and YouTube stuff, you are missing out. So make sure to come over here, check if, us out. We've got a lot going on. If you, if you're on if you're on Fresh Take and you're just listening over there, props to you, man. But come come over, say hi. Let us know that you're here. It's, it's, it's lonely over there in the YouTube world. Come say hi. <laughs> For we'll, sure. We'll give you a little virtual high five. Let's get into it. All right. So obviously big news in the world of college football this week. Uh, college football playoff selection committee has made the decisions. They've got the top four. Uh, number one, Michigan. Number two, Washington. Number three, Texas. Number four, Alabama. And... In this, that being the last year of the four-team college football playoff, probably the wildest select selection we've seen since the playoff was introduced, and that's that way for a couple reasons. Um, because of the conference championships last weekend, we saw Alabama versus Georgia, Georgia losing in an upset. So the number one team that had previously won like 29 games in a row, they get knocked out of the playoff entirely. Um, then you have Alabama as an eight seed coming in because of that win. And then because of that, and because Texas had already beaten Alabama and was otherwise 12 on one, if Alabama gets in, they get in. And who that leaves out is undefeated 13 and 0 Florida state. Now I know Simon, you aren't the biggest college football fan, but even just on principle, how do you feel about a team that was in the top four the entire year, despite not losing a game, being left out of the college football playoff. Well, I mean, it's just wild. Like, I don't understand how you can leave out an undefeated team. It's just... I think that uh, 
all the outrage that has come from it. I think there was talks of a lawsuit coming out of this. I think it's all very warranted. Because, yep. I mean, what what else could you have done if you're Florida State? I think that's the biggest conversation. You yeah. did every single thing right just to get screwed. Like, that's yeah. just... So, so, like... There's nothing that you can do about that. The, the tricky thing is... is um. There is the the reason they're left out is, and I've seen a lot of this debate on Twitter, um, is is it the most deserving five teams that will get in or is it the top four teams that will get in? Um, And obviously the big asterisk around Florida State and their 13-0 record is that their Heisman candidate quarterback, Jordan Travis, broke his leg and will not be playing. Um, And I believe even their backup got a concussion and they were um, in the... Oh, what conference are they? ACC? No, the ACC championship. They were playing with their third-string quarterback. Um, and you you have to ask, without their starting quarterback, can they compete against the top three teams in college football? Um, but do you think, Simon, even taking that quarterback injury into account, does that change your, your opinion on it all, or does it still feel not fair to the rest of the Florida State team that they got left out? It's that and that is the tough thing, right? Where it's you really have to you're right. You have to think about can they compete against the best of the best without their their best quarterback? And even Travis Hunter was saying that with him I think he came out saying basically that he wishes he broke his leg sooner so that the whole world would see how good they are without him. Right? Because I mean it's yeah. the entire thing is just incredibly unfortunate for everyone involved. Truthfully, probably not. They wouldn't have been able to compete without their best quarterback. That's just how it is. Like the the quarterback position is so vital to a team, and when you lose that, that is usually what. Not everybody is the. I think it was 2019 Philly Eagles. Like that's not going to happen. Or 2018, yeah. whatever year it was. Like not every team is going to be able to win with. Oh, I'm off by a country mile. Holy <laughs> crap. Oh Jesus, whatever. You know what I mean. Like time it's, flies. <laughs> time flies exactly. Doesn't feel that long ago, but. Uh, Anyway, like not everybody's going to be able to win with their backup. Of course, if you are Florida State, you have to that it just sucks. Like there's nothing there's nothing yeah. around it. So I I kind of get both sides of the argument. I think is where I'm kind of landing on this because they deserve it. They won the two games without their starter. They still won. You can't take that away from them. But yeah. would they necessarily beat who would they have played again? I don't remember. They would have they would have played Michigan. Because they would so, have gotten it as number four. Do you think that they would have beat Michigan without Travis Hunter? Oh, absolutely not. Well, uh, without Jordan Travis? Yeah, absolutely oh, Jordan. not. Oh, wait, I'm saying the wrong name. <laughs> Travis Hunter God, is, I'm is not off to a good start. College <laughs> football fans are going to hate me. Holy crap. Um, yeah, no, like, it, it's a tough thing to say because, no, they definitely wouldn't have beat Michigan. And I think if you're the, the CFP committee, you're looking at it from the angle of, like, you just watched the worst national championship game in history when Georgia comes out and beats TCU 65 to seven. And now TCU to their credit did beat Michigan. Like they deserve to be in the playoffs, but I feel like that still kind of stings and you don't want to see that kind of a game again. Cause there's such a big difference between a Michigan Alabama matchup and a Michigan Florida state matchup, especially without Jordan Travis. But again, Florida State literally couldn't have done anything different other than Jordan Travis not breaking his leg. So that's where it kind of is like, ooh. Um, and that's why it's such a good thing that we're moving to an expanded playoff. I've never understood why college football limits the amount of teams in the playoff. 
I never understood it when it was 1v2, and that was the only game that was played. I never understood. I, I was happy that they expanded to a four-team playoff, but I never understood why they didn't do more. Um, so it sucks that this didn't come a year earlier because I think there's plenty of deserving candidates. Because again, um, not only Florida State getting left out, but Georgia, who went undefeated the entire regular season and barely lost in the SEC championship. Um, and then there's one more team that got left out um, that could have potentially gotten in. Um, it's 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 flitting my mind now. But um, what what are your opinions on the structure of how it works right now, Simon, in terms of the, the four-team playoff? Well, once again, as somebody who's definitely more of an outsider on college football, I think it's just weird. Like, even, yeah. even just... It just doesn't make sense to me why this would exist. Like, why would you let the most important playoffs in your sport or in your league or what have you, why would you let that be dictated by something that isn't necessarily on the field? Like, it's just, it's bringing, yeah. it's bringing some, like, political almost, like, because you're, you're pointing out the yeah. fact that, like, an Alabama and Michigan mass, matchup is just bigger than, and bigger than, Jesus, I'm tripping. Michigan and uh, Florida State matching up. I mean, no shit, right? Like, that doesn't feel like... It doesn't feel like that even needs to be said. But that doesn't mean that you should just be eliminating Florida State yeah. just because it's not as cool. Like, that almost takes the... That takes, like, the entire point of the regular season out of it, right? Like, if you're just gonna... Like, if yeah. you're just gonna pick Alabama no matter what, what's the point in any other team trying, right? It's kind of that... That's the yeah. other side of things that I understand... That I, that's why I almost lean towards the other side of things, where it's like, sure, like that matchup might have been bad, and me and you can sit here on our high chairs on this podcast and say Michigan would have destroyed Florida State. But what if Florida State won, right? What if with yeah, like their Michigan, third Michigan got beat imagine, by TCU. Imagine what, how big of a story that would have been, though. Like in the playoffs, yeah. people were talking about taking Florida State out. They went out there and proved everybody wrong. And we're never going to be able to see that because people because they chose to put in a team with a worse record. Like that's just dumb. Like you shouldn't. It does, yeah. It sh you shouldn't be letting that dictate things. Yeah, and I think um, in terms of because I, I completely agree, and I think I agree with that sentiment, but I also do think they made the right decision, if that makes sense. Because I do. It's 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 impossible to make that decision. I don't think if you're going to choose the four best teams in college football, even though Florida state was undefeated, I think Alabama beating Georgia is just so huge. Um, and means a lot more. Um, but I also think you shouldn't have to have that situation. Um, Ohio state was the other one that got left out. Ohio state went 12 and one. And the only loss they had is to Michigan. Um, who is the number one team in the country? Like, how do you, how do you kind of judge that? Um, yeah, it's no, so that's it's so tough, tough when you're leaving. You almost lose. You're when almost losing the schedule. Yeah, because it's like Ohio State and Michigan have to play every year, so that game between them is basically a playoff game. Because whoever loses that game, this is part of the reason it's so big. Whoever loses that game, you're not making the playoffs. Um, yeah, it's. I, I'm really excited for this 12-team bracket um, coming into play because for me, I've That's, just started yeah. getting into college football a lot more, um, watching, especially like, because I didn't really have a team and I kind of latched onto Washington, go dogs. Um, I've la latched onto them, especially like obviously being a fan of the Seahawks in the Seattle area, got to see a game, Washington, Utah. They're super exciting right now. 
um, Michael Penix, Roma Dunze, like they've got so many guys who are going to be NFL stars. Um, so I've just started getting into it, and it's just so disappointing to see um, when some of these matchups could have been a lot better, and they just ultimately weren't. Um, I'm still going to be excited for Washington versus Texas. I'm still going to watch it, but if this was a 12-team bracket, and I believe it would, that, there would just be so many more exciting matchups, like Ohio State versus it's, Penn State would have been like a matchup. It's almost like you're just leaving money on the table, is how I describe it, because it's playoffs. Yeah. Why would you limit that? Like, that's when you're yeah. making the most money, right? Like, I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe there's, like, something more to the fact that you'd make even more with only four, or I guess that'd be two games. Who knows? Or, one second, Simon needs to take another math class apparently but i like... mean there's there's some some people argue it's like oh well like you're then the argument's just going to move to who's the 12th team that gets in but i feel like that's a little bit no i don't think so. stupid and that's kind of not far because, i don't like, think what? so you go that far down the totem pole do you really think it's going to be that bit as big of a deal as this is no it's not because you're going to be leaving it's on like, a team oh, wow, that's you... probably going to be like what what do you think the record of a 12 the 12th team right now is if you were to, they're probably to like. If I were to guess, I'd say they'd have two or three losses. Well, there you go. Do you um, think that's going to be as controversial? At least that team no. can sit here and go. Well, we lost three games this season. Maybe, maybe that's why we weren't kept in. If we won that one game, and, and that's the funny thing with this entire situation, we have a team that went undefeated, and they now have to sit here and go. Well, Bama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I, I do think it's it's interesting because with this 12-team playoff, um, there are still some issues with it. I think what's great about it is those, you got the Power Five conferences, every single champion of a conference immediately gets a spot. So Florida State would get that's in no matter what. And I yeah. think And I think that's great because then it's actually like playing games to decide who gets into the playoffs. The one thing that kind of stinks is... Um, it's good because there, there's, um, I believe they, I don't know exactly how it works because you've got the power five conferences and then you've got some lesser, more minor conferences and they give one, the, the highest ranked team from there a spot, I believe, which is cool. But also like they putting, if that happened today, they'd be putting Liberty against Florida state instead of Oklahoma, which feels like a blowout in the making. So there's some yeah. kinks to work out in it, but. Yeah, I it, guess that it, is the one conversation, right? Where it's like you can't exactly do one versus twelve in college football. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, obviously, what, what didn't you say? Michigan was number one. Like, I guess that just be kind yeah. of like. Yeah. So, so the structure of it would be it would be Florida State for it would be five v twelve, and then one through four would get a bye. Would be the how it would work. Okay. So there'd be so well, be that's, eight that's versus cool. nine. That's yeah, not I bad. Can, so if it, if it were to happen today. Yeah, if it were to happen today, it would be number eight, Oregon, number nine, Missouri, and then number five, Florida State versus number 12, Liberty, number six, Georgia versus number 11, Ole Miss, number seven, Ohio State versus number 10, Penn State, um, like which I think would be good. I think would be fascinating. And yeah. then even after that round, you get some more intriguing matchups. So then, like, let's say Oregon wins, it would be Oregon, Michi Michigan, fascinating matchup. <laughs> Like Florida State, Alabama, amazing. Georgia v. Texas, amazing. Ohio State versus Washington, amazing. Like there's so many, I, I think especially at this point in college football, there's so many good teams that to deprive us of the, these kind of matchups. Like 
I think that just kind of sucks out the fun out of the sport. Like I'm getting into the sport because of like these big matchups, like Ohio State, Michigan, Washington, Oregon this year. Those are what's fun, and this playoff is hopefully going to facilitate more of that, which is why this year kind of stings. Yeah, yeah, and I I completely agree with you. I think the funny thing is it almost sounded like you were going to try and argue against the 12 game playoff or 12 team playoff, sorry, and then you almost talked yourself into it which I thought was the funny thing. <laughs> yeah, well, there's there's like, there's like some flaws in it. There's some flaws in it, but it is infinitely better than what we have now. Like, yeah. that, that, that's going to be For my sure. ultimate point. It's not like well, I can't... It's not like, like I'm going to come out and say it's perfect. When you're choosing all the best teams from five different, like, conferences, that's going to be rough no matter what. Like... Yeah. Like, that's... Like, you're going to have to leave out a lot of very good football teams, and that's the issue. You're, like... I... And again, this is coming back to what you said that some people were complaining about is you're just moving it down from 4 to 12 to what people are going to complain about. But like I said, I still think that's better. Because at least that 12th team it's can a lot sit, there, sit there on the merit of like, well, we lost three games to people maybe we shouldn't have lost to. That's why we're not here. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that feels so much more fair than, um, than what they're doing there. Because at least you have a shot to play for something. At least you have a shot to play for something. And even if you don't, yeah, exactly. Like you said, you can point to a game in your season where you didn't stack up. And there's a reason why you're not in. For Florida State, the reason they're not in right now is because their quarterback broke his leg. That's not fair. Yeah, you you shouldn't be falling out because of injuries. Like, sure, and I'm not talking about injuries, like, causing losses. I'm talking about just, they don't have a loss. <laughs> right? And it, that's, yeah. just, that's just ridiculous. Like, it's it's... Like, I, on the merit of it, I agree with you. Like, on the idea, on what you said a couple of minutes ago, on the whole thing of, at the end of the day, they probably made the right decision on who, what would be the most competitive playoffs. But it's just like, you have to feel bad for everybody involved, right? Like, because it's yeah. just like, what do you even do? Like, there's. Yeah, because you can't do anything other than just, like, sit there and, and feel bad because you didn't get the chance. Yeah. And the next chapter in the Jets' absolute disaster of a season has been written, and it just gets more and more sad, and frankly, like, at this point, it's like a dark comedy. Like, the poor Jets fans. Um, this week, the news came out that, so, they benched Zach Wilson after weeks of people calling for his job and him not playing well. They finally listened to the people and benched Zach Wilson. But it turns out when Zach Wilson was your best option to begin with, you probably don't have very good options behind him. And they roll out Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon, and they suck. Oh, wow, who could have seen that coming? Shocker. Um, they were so bad that the Jets have immediately given up on both of them and are asking Zach Wilson, hey, well, we did shoo you out of the building and not only demote you, but make you the number three quarterback and kind of embarrass you in front of the whole country. But do you want to come back? <laughs> And Zach Wilson, I, according to according to sources, has has said no, and that, um, and now things have changed. That was the news at the start of the week, and yeah. Robert Sala came out and said they weren't founded, and Wilson was now, in fact, just today named the starter, um, against the Texans. But it's just a whole like the idea of the original part of that confusing story is saga. Like, yeah, so, I mean, respectable. I honestly don't blame him. If it's yeah, I was true, gonna I say. <laughs> Like, you, honestly, like, he is going to get a second... We had this conversation already, I think. But he's going to get a second chance somewhere else if he wants it, yeah. right? Why would he continue to play on such a, uh, frankly, a trash team 
when he can potentially go to like I don't know what teams are going to be looking for quarterbacks this offseason off the top of my head. But he could potentially go almost anywhere else. Probably have a better opportunity in a new scheme, which frankly he needs. He just needs something new. Because whatever's going on here isn't working. Like, why would you continue to, frankly, devalue yourself in free agency when you can just sit the rest of the season? I mean, of course he's betting on himself with this, right? Because, I mean, there's also the chance that in the last couple games here, Maybe this wakes him up, and suddenly he has a really solid, like, what, two weeks before A-Rod comes back before for, like, a meaningless three-week stretch. Like, it's... The yeah. Jets season is just crazy. We had this conversation last week as well, but it's just... This whole season's just dumb. Yeah, and it's, it's the kind of thing I was listening to my favorite NFL podcast around the NFL, and they had this similar conversation, and I thought it was interesting, where if you're Zach Wilson, what do you do? Because I understand the, again, this is if it's true, because this is all rumor, uh, but if it's true that he didn't want to play for the Jets, again, I don't see how you can blame him. But at the same time, if it gets out there that you did not want to play starting quarterback when offered for your team. What team is going to want to take him? That's the other thing. It's like, it's as he's kind of in a catch 22, where I think if he, we know what he's going to look like behind this Jets offensive line. He's not going to look good and he's going to lose most of the final, however many games he plays, whether Rodgers comes back or not. Um, and so like, do you just going to go out there and get slaughtered for another five weeks before people get even more tired of you? Or do you say you don't want to play? Um, because if you say you don't want to play, the news is going to get out to the league that you're not a good teammate, that you don't ha- take the opportunity well, what, when given exactly to you. Exactly what happened this week. That's what's going to happen, right? Like it's yeah. the same thing. Like it's, it really is the question of like, I mean, what do you even do if you're Zach Wilson? You're in a lose-lose situation no matter what. Like, yeah. If he continues playing like he's playing. We keep talking, I mean, again, we can- we've we said multiple times he'll probably get another chance, but, like, let's say he sucks for the next five weeks, does nothing. Do you really want him? Does any Is anybody going to want him? Like, or at least not yeah. at the value that you might get if you just choose to just sit. Like, maybe that's just, yeah. like, a better choice for Wilson on the- at this point. Because he's just been, because it's New York, too, and he's just getting lambasted by the media, and his own coach doesn't even know what to say about him at this point, where he's, like, coming out and saying, oh, yeah, Zach is our guy the entire season, and then he benches him to third string. Like, and then they go back to saying I, Zach I, is I, our I, guy. Yeah, and I, I feel for I feel for Zach Wilson. I mean, he's he's obviously been, like, a bust up to this point in his career, and I don't think you can say anything different. Um. But uh, to not get another chance for with the talent he has, because even with this just like doomsday stretch he's had for the Jets, he's shown flashes. Yeah. There's the I brought it up in another podcast episode, the game he had against the Raiders. I watched that whole game and that that final drive, it's a perfect encapsulation of his career because he shows this tantalizing talent with this throw that you'd think only Mahomes can make. Complete yeah. well, no look pass, perfect on the dot. And then he uh, looks somebody dead and uh, like stares his receiver down and throws a game ceiling interception. If you can somehow get those mistakes out, there's talent there, but he's such an enigma at this point. I almost, you got to wonder if it's like a mental block. That's almost what I yeah. kind of have gone. Just, that's kind of where I've fallen with him. I think where it's just, 
he he does have endless talent. Like if you watched him in college, he he had all people were talking about him going above like Justin Fields and going above like like going above almost I mean, Lawrence at times. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like it's nuts. Like coming into the league, the amount of talent everybody thought he had. He goes to the Jets and just sucks. And you, I, I think I'm almost more willing to blame the room around him right more than anything else like i still stand by what i said where it's just he just needs something new like you you yeah. go anywhere else like seriously anywhere else in the league you are probably going to be put in a better environment with more chances to succeed than you have with the jets especially coming into this year like there nobody in their wildest dreams including zach wilson thought that he was starting this season like, he, he kept yeah. saying all that shit before they, like, uh, brought in A-Rod about how he'd make a veteran's life hell, yada, yada, yada. And, like, not a thing is... Everybody knew it was horse shit the second it came out of his mouth. He knew it was horse shit. He was just talking to talk. But it was... We were seeing life, right? It's felt like this entire season, we've just seen nothing but just, like, a guy drowning. That's, that's pretty much what I yeah. described this season. And that's not him being a bad quarterback that's just him in the wrong situation i seriously think you send him to pretty much anywhere else he'd have a thousand times more success i'm not e that's not even me saying that he'd be a starter that's just me saying that at least he'd have a chance like this whole team yeah everybody you every zach wilson can throw like he could throw not another interception for the rest of the year throw nothing but touchdowns and he's not the starter next year everybody yeah. knows that I, yeah, and I think, I, I don't know, I, I mean, um, I think you're right. I think a couple things. I think, one, if you are a high draft pick in the NFL, there's a reason you got picked that high, and I think if you flame out, everybody should have a chance in another organization because I think coaching is so much of it. If Mahomes didn't get drafted by the Chiefs, I think you're probably looking at him in the same way you're looking at a lot of other quarterbacks who have just like flamed out. If he gets drafted to the Bears, he is not the same player, and I can guarantee that. So I think every first-round quarterback deserves at least some other chance in an organization. And I think the Jets is probably the worst place any quarterback can go because who have the Jets had since about Joe Namath that has actually been a good quarterback for them? That position has been cursed. A rod um, for a total of like three snaps. And even A-Rod, right? Like, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I, I can't blame his injury on anything. Yeah, but it just feels like but there's like... something around. There's something around this Jets quarterback spot that's just like anybody who seems to touch it seems to fail for whatever reason, whether is... it's lack of talent or just bad luck. The funny thing going into the season is it, is it almost felt like that was the reason Rodgers wanted to come here. Was he wanted to go somewhere yeah. where, like, he literally there was no chance of him succeeding just to prove he could do it? Because he's just that kind of guy, right? Like, he's... Like, he just wants to do it. And the funny thing is he fell on his face with it not, for reasons that not are, are not his fault at all. But he fell on his face with it. And now we're stuck in another season of the Jets being the Jets. And we <laughs> that's the funny thing. is It's almost an, like a verb at this point for, for like how... <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy what yeah. this franchise is at this point. That we... They're, they have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and they like they started going into this year. If I wish I could pull up what we both thought their records were going. We be. both we both predicted them in the playoffs at least. I, I I think I had them winning the division. Like I I might have had Miami over them, but I I had them over the Bills. 
I had them making the playoffs in second in the division, at least, if not but winning. it's nuts. Even when I Google the word Jets, the Winnipeg Jets comes up first. That's fucking depressing. Like, (laughs) (laughs) what is this franchise? Move them to Alaska. Yeah. Honestly, I think that might be better for them because it's like the New York media market, right? I mean, yeah, the Giants got it. It's there with the Giants. It's there with the it's there with the Giants too. But I don't know. I I I think back to like Sam Darnold and his whole thing about seeing ghosts. I think every Jets quarterback since the sixties has been seeing ghosts. And I think a lot of that has to do with the city they play in. Yep. You go to Kansas City and nobody's going to care until you're good. But you go to New you York. Go. You, go, you go to New yeah, York. You got to be good right away. And we've seen that across yeah. all sports. Like, uh, oh, yeah. I, the one I always go back to, and Caleb, I, I think you've probably heard my Alex Alexis Lafreniere arguments for, like, probably the last five years since he was like started becoming a prospect. Going into the league... I think I had him just as high as pretty much any other prospect other than McDavid. Oh, I I heard, oh, yeah, he's the best prospect since McDavid. Oh, yeah. No, That's I definitely I would have said it because I, I at the time I definitely thought it was true. He And I, I need to emphasize one thing because I would have emphasized the same thing back then. I wasn't saying that because I thought he was as athletic as McDavid. I just thought when it comes to hockey IQ, he's one of the smartest prospects I'd ever seen. And I think a lot of people would have told you that at the time. And then he comes in the league, plays in New York, sucks ass. That's that. Like it's, and it seems like in no time at all, everybody just gave up on him. Same thing with uh, Capo Caco over there. He's he sucked, right? Like, or at least sucked compared to like comparisons of what he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be the next great New York, like the next great sniper on that team, and he's frankly not done yeah. much at all. Like it's. It's crazy because there was conversations when the Flames were looking to move Noah Hannafin of us p- bringing in Lafreniere. And I I still was one of the people saying that they probably the Flames probably shouldn't do that. But there was a little bit of me that was like, imagine we bring in him and all of a sudden he's good. Wouldn't that be just great? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean... And I mean, even now though, like Lafreniere's starting to pick it up again. He's got 16 points this year. It's just well, not yeah. star levels, but it's no. It's it's the kind of thing it's where not you what anybody expected. Like, these are still young. Yeah, but these are still young players, and you need to let them develop. And in New York and the media climate, like New York, you don't have time to do that. You just don't. Not at all. Like even the and backup it's, it's quarterback going to be judged but... for how he sits on the bench. Like it's. Yeah, you're gonna get ripped apart for every little thing you do. Yeah, and that's just what's su- it's just what sucks. It's kind of unavoidable about the whole situation. And I I feel for Zach Wilson. If this rumor is true, I understand it. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what you. I I think you, you he's the starter. He's gonna be the starter against the Texans. I think you just have to do what you've been doing all year, which is you go out. You play the best you can, you put the best film on tape that you can, and then you get out of that city as fast as you yeah. can, and you're going to be a backup on some other team and hope you get another chance to show what you can do. And the thing is, I think he will. Like, there's a lot of places... He's going to be a career backup at this point. You think so? If you he doesn't improve, are you closing he's the a door career backup. On, you're, you're closing the door not, on Zach Wilson being a starter anywhere? I'm not closing the door on it, but I'm just saying, like... He's going to be, when he goes to another team, he's going to be signed as a backup. He is, in the city is now, he's not getting signed anywhere as a starter. 
And I think I don't think and I say career backup, I'm gonna say unless he has like a Geno Smith like resurgence. And that's he's what going, I was gonna it's gonna be like a starter goes down and then he can if he gets another chance, I think maybe he can make it work. But otherwise it's going to take a lot. Yeah, and I think if I was Zach Wilson, I'd almost be trying to I feel like you gotta go and pl- just sit behind like like go to Buffalo, sit behind Josh Allen, go to the go to Kansas City, sit behind Patrick Mahomes, go somewhere where you know you're just yeah. gonna be able to sit there for a bit. Like just just like and that's what he thought he had in New York. Year. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Just train for a year. Like you you said like the Geno Smith. I don't think it has to be like that. Like sign a one year deal behind like the Chiefs and then go somewhere where like maybe the quarterback's not as like not as you know equipped for a full season there's questions around him maybe that quarterback doesn't have a strong start to the year zach wilson comes in and maybe he's good but i think that's what you have to do if you're zach wilson go somewhere where you won't start like i'm serious like you just don't want that because let's say he goes and signs with like i don't even know goes and signs with the raiders as a backup gets in by week six like (laughs) <laughs> and it just sucks that's it right like that's yeah. done. like he, why would you waste that he can't he chance? can't afford a failure a failure with another team no he can't afford that and that's what i mean i think that you, I'm, your best option if you're zach wilson is to go sign with the chiefs chiefs bills like i don't know yeah. Bengals is kind of a weird flimsy one just because of burrow's injury history at times but like i mean you, Bengals Bengals already have a uh, an all-star backup true. after last thursday night take browning yeah but you know Washington what i mean alumni go dogs <laughs> you know what i mean um, like it's just like go somewhere yeah. where you can just sit for a bit like just like sip your tea for a season let things sit let things simmer and then when when you're ready yeah. you can wwe music run in there save the day nobody will expect it you'll be a hero like do that that's the better option yeah pull a geno smith sit behind Eli manning for a bit yeah and i think um it's 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 the kind of thing where yeah like like you kind of have to do that because you can't afford to flame out one more time this is not because i was looking back through the the past three nfl drafts to see like what's the precedent that's been set for past like top five quarterbacks that have burnt out and there's not that many because either there wasn't any because it was a crappy draft for quarterbacks anyway or they mostly panned out um the last guy that was kind of a a bust um and you could even argue that he wasn't would be like they even before or even like later than that it'd be baker um because he he played i mean you've got trey lance in the same draft as zach wilson but i'm not counting that quite yet um i mean i I do think he's a bust but i'm that's a whole nother conversation because i don't yeah. even think he really got a chance but um well, with baker and like the baker thing. like there's been yeah, a lot there's, there's a lot of lines to a whole nother thing yeah that's a whole nother thing but baker is different than zach wilson because he had success where he was a good quarterback for at least a year where he had an amazing year zach wilson hasn't had that so baker mayfield had the opportunity to go to a place like carolina flame out and still be fine Zach Wilson doesn't have that. Zach Wilson can't go to a team like, obviously not the well, Panthers anymore. Baker, but like, when he was with the Browns, there was a lot of people who thought that he did well at times, right? Like He, he was nearly, great. Yeah, he was good at times. He was great. I don't know if you can say the same thing about Zach Wilson right now. Baker Mayfield could be afforded that to flame out in another spot um, and get another opportunity with a team like Tampa where he is playing well. 
Um, Zach Wilson doesn't have that. If he finds out, his career is over. And he's not getting another shot. Yep. He goes and signs with, like, at this point it feels weird saying it, but if he goes to, like, the Panthers, Bryce Young doesn't exactly have a great second season, and he comes in and sucks as well. That's that. That's that. You'll be in the CFL. Come to the Stamps. (laughs) Johnny Manziel, too. Yep. Like, it's just that type of thing, right? Yeah. God, that'd be so get, get, get some snaps in and the I'm, new, like, XFL, USFL thing. I was going to say, imagine a world where Zach Wilson is, like, the starting quarterback for, like, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. <laughs> I could see it. I could see <laughs> yeah. it. Switch Give it, like, five years. Yeah. <laughs> That's what... I wonder if he's on... The thing I always find funny with the CFL is their, like, negotiation list where it's all these players who they're, like keeping an eye on who they know might flame out so they've always got like some some really high uh really high profile like nfl guys that have just been drafted um it's it, it's really interesting he maybe i don't know if he's on any team's negotiation list but that'll be that would be an interesting thing so some news came out this week about potentially roger goodell wants to get the tush push band in what's kind of, it's kind of depressing <laughs> I that's where I immediately fall on it because I think it's absolute. The entire thing has been absolutely hilarious. This saga of like the brotherly shove, and like this entire thing has been awesome to watch. But at the same time, I kind of get it. Like <laughs> it's kind of boring. Uh, like you shouldn't be able well, to get. You, you shouldn't be able to convert oh, okay. a fourth and one every time, right? <laughs> well, it's the thing is they don't convert it every time, and it's like they just convert ninety nine percent of that or eighty six, eighty six percent. Cannot okay. Well, still, what are you gonna ban extra points because they're like ninety five percent accurate? I don't okay. know. Okay, you yeah, can't no, ban I see a, that you too. Can't ban a play from the the game because no, it I works see what you mean as well. Time. No, there's two sides. I'm I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm just saying, like just okay. maybe maybe you make it so that like they can't get it every time. <laughs> Although I don't, I don't know what they'd be banning it, about it is the one thing that I wanted to follow up because yeah, what are you gonna ban the QB sneak or just like the fact that they're pushing him on the QB sneak? I think it would probably be the second one. I think that that would probably, probably be the thing they'd ban because it'd be weird to ban a QB sneak because then you're almost it's almost like you'd have to be able to figure out what's the difference between just like a QB just rush like a qb immediate snap and run and a qb sneak like you can argue it's just like a qb sneak hits the ground quick but at that point you could almost make the argument again that like how many steps is the difference between a qb run and a qb sneak you know what i mean like yeah well it it would just be like like, a formation thing i guess it would be like oh are they lined up under center or are they lined up in shotgun if it's under center it's a penalty if it's shotgun it's not like that would be that, that, that that doesn't seem that's not going to be an illegal formation penalty. I mean, like, I don't know. That it, it is probably going to be the second one because if you, there's no way you can ban the QB sneak just outright. Because but even and, if you ban the second one, the question one, I, I had stupid. this was honestly more a question that I think you can immediately answer. But is it a dangerous play? Like, can you dictate it that? Mm, yeah, there's been debate about it. Um, in terms of, it's more. I don't know if there's been a couple of people who have gotten hurt, not even on the Eagles, but on other teams who have tried it. Um, obviously just by looking at it it, it is a dog pile like yeah. it, it, you can kind of look at it and say oh that's probably a little bit more dangerous than just a receiver running a route um but then you kind of go into it and it's like 
well, how much more dangerous is it than A, a regular QB sneak, B, if you run like a halfback dive up the middle on fourth and one. There's going to be people crashing in the middle anyways. Um, I get it because it is a dangerous play, but I don't think it's going to be anything any more dangerous it, than, than it, anything else teams are going to come up with. And I was about to say, is it any more dangerous than just a regular like halfback dive? Or like anything. It else. probably is. It probably is a little bit just because you have more people on the line of scrimmage, but uh, it's not significant enough to where you're saying like this is why it needs to be banned. I don't think you're trying to take dog piles out of football. It almost feels like you're just taking you football out of football. Like yeah, you can. Like I don't know. I I I am just to be clear. I think in concept, I think the entire thing's funny because I I don't understand how you get rid of it. I don't understand that entire thing, but. Like, I want to get bit into it. Like, does he actually expand on it? In terms of how he's going to ban it? I no. wouldn't be... I haven't even read the... No, he, whole, he doesn't. Like, it Literally, there's no... The whole article I sent. There's no, like, expansion on it. It's just basically saying he wants I, to. If I'm betting... why, If I was a betting man, and I was betting why he wants to, to ban the tush push, it's going to be because it's not entertaining. For him, for Roger Goodell, he wants the NFL to make money. And for it to and make that is money, kind of the argument I get at the beginning as well, where it's just like, do you really want teams to be able to get it every time? Like, It's it's a dumb argument, though. If, you're, if you want to make the game of football more entertaining, there is a million more things you should take out of the game. I've talked with my dad about this. True. Um, if you want to make the game, game more entertaining, you know what you take out instead of the tush push? The kickoff. The most anticlimactic play in football. You get everybody hyped up. I was at, again, I'll talk about my college football experience again. I was at the Washington-Utah game. Before every kickoff, I'm sure it's the same in a lot of other college football stadiums, but you got all the fans, like, going like this with their, like, flags, and everybody's getting hyped up, and the band is going, and then the guy kicks it out of the end zone for a touchback, and it's done. What the (laughs) hell is that? Like, I I don't know. It's, It's not an exciting play. And it has literally no impact on the game. And there's been proposals to change it. Um, if you're going to change something that's not exciting, change the kickoff. Yeah. The tush push, I get it. It's not pretty. It's not the most entertaining play. But just be banning it for that reason, I don't know. There's other places you can go it first. It also feels weird to ban a team for being good at something. If that I want was, to point yeah, out that's a good point. Like, it'd be like saying you should ban like having Tyree kill run vertical routes right like it's just like he's just faster than everybody yeah like is that is that a fair thing to say like should you just like should the rule be you can only do a tush push when your quarterback can like uh squat less than 400 pounds or something like what's, what yeah. are you what are you making the rule at this point right because it's just like can you only do the tush push when your O-line has let allow, allowed this many sacks. Like, like, If your O-line is all shorter than six feet, then there you can you go. do the, If, you, if you, you have a guy who's shorter than six feet, you can do the touch push. Yeah, no, it, it is because it is, like, to your point, it is literally just the Eagles who are good at this. You can only, you can only do the touch push if Roger Goodell likes you. Yeah, and apparently he doesn't like Jalen Hurts. I mean, I don't know what he did to... Did to him maybe a Philly fan like spat in his face or something like that's it just something seems, that I it could seems see like happening. weird it seems just weird to me like because it is so and just to be clear I started this off by kind of I wanted to play both sides a little bit I can definitely say I'm definitely more in the don't man it just because 
it's just like the injury concerns like you can say that but it's like there's no way that's any more dangerous than any other like power back running into six linebackers like yeah and you and you know that's not why people want to ban it no that's not why people want to ban it people want to ban it because they're mad their team's getting run over by the eagles that's the only reason. That's the only reason. And because nobody else, nobody else can figure out how to do it. Everybody well, else is trying to do it, and thing? it hasn't worked. Nick Sirianni explained it perfectly, like you just said. People can't do it like we do it. Don't ban this play. If everybody could do it, everybody would do it. And there you go. Yep. And that's it. And You want to do it? Get your QB on the squat rack, motherfucker. Let's get this thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... Like this. Let's see Tommy DeVito bench 500. <laughs> well, that's kind of the thing, right? Like, it's. It almost like. <laughs> we've seen the league move in a direction over the last 10 years of having more and more athletic quarterbacks. This feels like punishing the Eagles for having a quarterback who is more athletic. Yeah. You know what I think the funny thing is? I think even if you ban the tush push. I think the Eagles will still find a way to make their QB sneak play work every time. I think they would. Too. I would not be shocked. I would not be shocked. It's going to be a, a whole bunch of hoopla for nothing. I think the, the biggest part of this story in particular is like Goodell wants it banned. Because if oh, Goodell yeah. wants it banned, then it's, it's pretty much dead. For as much as we can talk about how ridiculous it would be to ban it, it's probably going to happen. If Goodell wants it banned, then that's, that's it. I know there's more it has to go through, but he's the commissioner of the league. I don't know. I, I, I well, think I just it's, I think it's stupid. Uh, it's going to be something we... Yeah. He's going to have to... I'll I'm be very excited. interested. Yeah. I'm more interested in the why here than it actually being banned because I think the NFL... I, I'm curious what reason they'd give. Like, are they going to go the injury route? Are they going to go the, like, the route of maybe they're too good at it? Like, because if you're doing that, like, here... How many vertical routes that Tyreek Hill runs result in him getting more than twenty yard catch? Let's do the math, guys. Like it's probably just like, a lot. Like, are are we going to make it illegal to leave Tyreek Hill like with a, without a safety up at the top? Like, is that going to be the rule now? A penalty immediately gets thrown. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just like, why are you penalizing teams for being good? This should be this should be something yeah. you're looking for. You're this is Philly found something. That nobody else can do. These, this is like the type of thing. It's like back in the '80s when the whole thing was Gretzky, Coffee, and Mark Messier on their power or on their penalty kill, scoring an absurd amount of penalty kills. Like it's like a legendary thing because it would be the same play, or I think it was Yari Curry actually. It'd be the same play every time. Coffee shoots a half ice or uh, yeah, half ice pass all the way up to Gretzky, who finds Yari Curry goal every time. Yeah, they didn't ban it. How do you ban that? <laughs> why are you penalizing a team for being good? Like, it's just like, why? Who yeah. cares? Let the team and they're, be good. They're gonna, you ask why, um, It's gonna. they're going to say injuries. Because if you're the NFL, you can't say because they're being good. Because then that sets a terrible precedent for what other things, what other coaching innovations are. is one team going to be better than everybody else at? I don't know. You know what? That's it, a good it's, point, it's Caleb. very curious. When point. they ban a team for being too good, I think the next step is banning Patrick Mahomes as a whole. Yeah, write him out of the NFL script. 
In fact, why go. don't we just write out all good good players and teams from the NFL script? Let's just give the Super Bowl to the Jets. Damn right. Hey, TJ Walker, if you have more than 22 sacks, you're out. Yeah. If any player throws for more than three touchdowns in a game, they get eliminated. They're, they're gone. Automatically, they get taken no by the bar. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's like the, the Shaq meme. You're going to China. See you later, buddy. <laughs> China would have the best football league in, after a Mahomes year. To the, Mahomes to the Guangdong Tigers. See you later, buddy. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Oh, it sounds like Dwight Howard might actually finally get some help in Taiwan, huh? <laughs> He's building an all-star team. <laughs> how, how good of a tight end do you think Dwight Howard would be? These are questions that we will be He's figuring big. out in the next couple of years. That's true. It's like 6'11". I, I, mean, I mean, the whole thing about Jimmy Graham is he was a good tight end because he could rebound at Miami. Like, <laughs> or, Yeah, I don't know. Maybe... <laughs> Who knows? It'd work out. Get his, yeah. get his buddy LeBron in there. LeBron was a, a tight true, end too. You get Maybe LeBron actually tight end down to Taiwan. LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's the pitch that Dwight Howard was missing. That's hey, the part of the pitch he was missing. Hey, LeBron, I know you wouldn't come down here for basketball, but you want to catch some passes from Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> like, just saying. He got banned in the NFL because he threw for more than 250 yards. Every good quarter get back gets banned after one week. It'd be terrific. That'd be a world where the Seahawks might yeah, actually right. win the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, I'm so, I'm so ready for the in that world for the Jake Browning CJ Beathard primetime <laughs> matchups. Oh wait, shit, that's already happening. <laughs> Maybe oh. this is hell. God, oh, it's gonna be lovely. That was actually Can't a wait. good game though. Was it? I didn't Maybe this is better. 34-31 overtime thriller. Maybe we do need to ban all the good quarterbacks. That's how we get Holy the good crap. primetime games. You know what? That's a great idea. We should make a league out of players who aren't good. Oh, wait. It's the CFL. My bad. Yeah. My bad. My bad. Okay. And then... Oh, shot <laughs> fucking fired. Shot fired. Just kidding. Don't kill me, CFL fans. I have a Stamps jersey in my closet. See, 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 <laughs> CFL catching rays out of nowhere <laughs> what a place to end the segment off holy oh. shit shout out to i'll give some cfl love before we finish yeah, it off maybe, shout we, out maybe we should i do have a right stamps up. jersey in my closet the stamps stamps are fun Just, to watch sometimes shout out shout out montreal thank you for beating winnipeg that's true that was cool i'm so sorry that I'm so sorry to to all the CFL fans. Simon has just like yeah, I just made, and I just made that. every Canadian cry, including myself because I'm a Canadian. I'm a fake Canadian. Everybody's right. Should go live in Montana. <laughs> anyway, that'll do it. Next segment where I won't rip on the CFL. Hopefully, we'll see. Let's find out. Oh yay! So we're going to move over to the NHL now and talk about both of our favorite teams, I think, in the Flames because we've finally got some interesting news going on over there. Unfortunately, Jacob Markstrom is out with a broken finger and obviously not a good thing. But there is a but to it. And there is a reason that some Flames fans are looking at it almost more of as a positive 
in a very weird and messed up way. And the fact that we are finally seeing Dustin Wolf potentially coming up to the NHL for longer than just a game or two. Which is that which means that this is a uniquely weird opportunity for the team to maybe see what this prospect looks like and also to see how good Dan Vladar can be in that starting role. There's like a lot of people who a lot of the there's a lot of people out there who I don't know how to say that. I don't know. I'm having a stroke right now. Who almost feel as though as Dan Vladar hasn't been given a chance either. And you're also giving the chance just for him to get a little bit more film on tape. This intro has been all over the place, but you know what I mean. There's this is a weird opportunity for a lot of for the Flames right now. I'm gonna throw this over to you before I have a damn stroke. I mean, yeah, I think it's. That obviously sucks anytime you have an injury. Like, you don't yeah. want that to be how Mark yeah, Strom... Mark's not going to lose his job. They're paying him too much money to lose his job. And it's not like he's playing poorly. This isn't a Jack Campbell situation where he's just so garbage that they can't even justify having him on the team anymore. He's played pretty well. Yeah, it's just he's, unfortunate he's, he's had an 8-9-6 save percentage, which is not like, okay. It's not like, it's great, not great, but, it's not, but it's, he's not playing terrible. He's not the reason they're losing games. I haven't... I have not been watching the Flames all that closely this year, but I have not heard of, heard the same like no. vigor. Last which year, people are, like, last year we were losing Marks games Marks because Markstrom wasn't playing well. This year he's playing okay, and we're losing. I wouldn't necessarily say yeah. the two things are, you know, related. Like related, he could yeah. be better. Like obviously, there's always the conversation when you have an eight nine six save percentage. There's always going to be the conversation that you can be better, but that's not the reason that we're losing games at all yeah yeah and i think i don't know it'll be um it'll be interesting to see because i mean we've talked about this in the second before i think the dan vladar starting angle is is interesting but obviously not what people are going to be focused on because we've talked feels like we've been talking about bringing dustin wolf up for like the last two years yeah. and they brought him up for like a stretch and then they're going to send him back down for whatever reason it's just been this roller coaster ride but now he's actually going to get a relatively extended chance with a couple of games and the, um, the conversation has been that i think people are expecting him to get 80 or uh vladar to start 80 percent of the games right like that's kind of been the idea where you want they want to do the same thing they've been doing all year that has been the big quote that people have been taking out of this where they're going to look at it as nothing's changed vladar is going to get the same amount of time that marstrom would have been getting and wolf is going to get the same amount of time that vladar has been getting that is how they plan on doing things until Markstrom is ready to come back. And like you said, I think most people are going to be focusing on Wolf starts, including the... And we kind of got an early start to that with Vladar leaving the game after the first period. And uh, the last game that we would have happened before this podcast, which was on Tuesday. Or we're recording this on December 6th, just for context. So it was the game that happened last night. Vladar led in two goals in 90 seconds at the start of the second period, and Wolf came in and played a pretty good game. He played really, really well. The Flames were, did not win the game. Wolf ended up letting in two goals with the second one being kind of flimsy. But the the entire moral of the story is every time that we've seen Wolf come in, there's been a lot of excitement around the team. Like, it's... The second, like, it's almost like you can feel it. Like, every time that we've gotten that start. Like, when he was starting in Ottawa, it was like there was hype built around the entire game. And the second he, they actually announced him as the starter for a game, everybody's going to go nuts. No. Yeah, and it's... I, I almost feel bad for him just in terms of, like... Oh, of course. 
if it is a if it is 80 20 that's rough i would almost like it to be more 50 50 so he has a more extended period of time yeah. to prove himself no and i because, agree with you i mean it's like what we it's like what we just talked about in our Zach Wilson segment, just the pressure that's put on young players to perform. And I know Calgary's been sheltering him in the AHL for a long time, but if you're only calling him up like two games at a time, if yeah. he shifts the bed in, in those well, two games, it doesn't mean he's a bad goalie, but it's... It, and they're it, going to send him so down like he... Prospects. It's like nothing else in any other sport, I'd argue. Yeah. Like, because you, there's no good way to do it. You could bring up a goalie too early where they absolutely dominate for a season and then the next season they suck because expectations are too high. Like you could bring yeah. you could wait yeah, till they're like, 30 and then you're too late. Like there's you have to like literally throw a dart and hope you're right with goalie prospects at the time. So that's why the Flames are don't want to take a risk. The issue is Dustin Wolf's kind of forced in your hand here because he's been so incredible at every single level of hockey he's played in the CHL, dominated, AHL, dominated. Now he's very ready to go to the NHL level. It's all, but the Flames are scared to pull the trigger because what if you trade Vladar and all of a sudden Wolf sucks and you need to send him back down to the AHL? What then? Right, like that's the worry with the Flames. That uh, you're. Just... I mean, but even even if he sucks, though, even if he sucks, like you can have him back up Markstrom, and that's not that big of a deal. Like if you yeah. have it, if you have a shit backup, like and. Not even like the the chances. I think that Wolf is. But they also don't want they low. also don't want the fans to turn on him either. Because if he's just a crap backup, then it's gonna take. You know what Flames fans are like. I it's think, gonna take three games yes, before I, everybody's gonna be crapping all oh, over. Oh, I, I don't. With the amount of time that Dustin Wolf has been hyped up, I think it will take significantly more than that for Flames fans to turn on him. Three bad games. I think it's gonna take. A I lot think it'd be. More. I think three bad games would be enough to be seeing the word bust on Twitter, which is ridiculous. But I actually, I think that's what they're it trying is, to avoid. It is. I don't think, I don't think that's going to happen. And even if it does happen, you can't shelter him anymore just because you're afraid that that's going to be the response. Yeah, and I'm again, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate because I have been the person who's like, Wolf needs to start now. You're wasting him because he's too good for the AHL. He's and he's the thing is, with the scary line for most goalies is deciding whether he's. Whether he's too good for the AHL or if he's and too bad for the NHL. There's like this big of a gap. It's just trying to figure out where Wolf is in there. I'm explaining it kind of poorly. But it's the, I almost, I what I've called it over the years is called, it's almost been the Calvin Picard uh, scale. Because back in like 2016, he was known as the guy who would dominate in the AHL. Get called up by Colorado, suck, get sent down. Dominate in the AHL. Get called up by Colorado, suck, get sent down sent back down it's almost like it's the area of what do you do in that when the goalie's in that time and i think a lot of the worry for the flame is that that is exactly where dustin wolf is right now i don't agree <laughs> you don't know that you because don't know that yeah most of the times when a goalie is too good for the hl and too bad for the nhl they're not they're not this good <laughs> like just if this is the calvin picard scale dustin wolf is probably here maybe here like, he's, he's above it. He's broke through that. I think you just need to give him a chance. Like, give yeah. him a real chance. I think chance any, of like any just... other organization would have at oh, this point. Yeah. It's funny because you always hear people hyping up Devin Levi as this big next goalie prospect over in Buffalo. But I've always, and I've always been the guy over here sitting in the corner yelling for my Flames bias 
that uh, Dustin Wolf is as good or better of a goalie prospect, but I think it's just the difference between who's getting more opportunities and to show it off. Because I think if yeah. you put Dustin Wolf in the position Devin Levi was in last year, he'd be doing just as well. <laughs> if not better, I feel like. Um, yeah. How? Because what are we? What are we looking at now? Because Devin Levi is twenty-one. Dustin Wolf, on he's the other 20? hand, is. Is he twenty? Believe he's twenty. He is very young for a goalie prospect. Both him and Levi. He's are. twenty-two. He's oh, twenty-two. Oh, I'm way off. That's my bad. So, I don't know. Like, and most goalies, I mean, it is still young. Most goalies don't usually get that chance until they're like 25, 26. Is, and that's usually where the conversation is. Because if you go back through like history, especially in the 2010s, for how long teams will wait to give goalies a chance. Like, I think Carey, when did Carey Price start starting? Like, Carey Price got the role after Halak in like 2012. He was drafted in... I, I'm talking out of my ass, but you know what I mean. Like, usually, most goalies have to wait a fairly long time before getting that opportunity. And I think that's almost what the Flames were trying to do, but you run into the issue of, he's ready. <laughs> he's ready now. <laughs> you don't have to wait Carey that Price, long. I think, I think Carey Price might have started when he was 20. Is that right? Am I off on that one again? Um, he, he, he started in... He made his highly anticipated Canadians debut October 2007. He was born in 1987. I think they, I think the Halak. Uh, because I think. Well, I think he was. I think he was the starter. He was the starter, and then I think he lost the job to Halak, um, and then he eventually got it back. Okay. Yeah, and in 2010, both Price and Halak were restricted free agents, and a goaltending debate emerged in Montreal of who would remain with the team. Um, after weeks of media speculation, the Canadians chose Price and traded Halak to the St. Louis Blues. Well, there you go. Yeah, like it's. But even then, like you look at it, Carey Price struggled, and Carey Price is one of the best goaltenders in the other. Like you just can't like. I, Carey I feel Price like the wasn't Flames... the right example for that, but you know what I mean. The, like it's the Flames. Well, I don't. I don't think it's a bad example. I think. The Flames are doing... The Flames' goal with holding Wolf out is to protect him. But by protecting him, they are doing literally opposite, the opposite of what they want, what they're intended to. Because by protecting him, by building up this much hype for him, you are just going to make it all the more disappointing if he flames out. And like if he flames out for the first few games, that's okay. But because you've held him out for so long and just dangled him in front of fans' noses, like, oh, here's a little Dustin Wolf. Here's a little Dustin Wolf. You want him? You want him? Like, oh, he's 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 coming up to the, from the AHL. No, he's not. <laughs> it's time. By building no, all dude. this hype, <laughs> by building up all this hype, you're just gonna like make it more frustrating if he doesn't work out. You are actively creating the situation you want to avoid. And like, this is, I mean, the yeah. Dustin Wolf situation yeah, makes right, Flames fans mad. Like, like this situation, the reason this situation makes Flames fans mad is because it's a sign that for the last ten years the Flames don't know what they're doing. They don't know jack shit. Well, and we've also just they don't not know what had, they're doing. like, we haven't had, like, a really good goalie that we've built ourselves since Kiprasov. Because think about it, who we've brought yeah. in, who has succeeded. Like, the only goalie I, don't I can think actually think of in the last 20 years, well, you could make, like, 
Hiller made the all-star team. Smith made the all-star team. Like, you can make an argument that we've had decent goalies. But the the main thing... Decent. 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 Not you you can make... But all-star... You can make the argument, though, for both of those, that we did not build them. They came here when they were both, like, 33, 34, 35. Like, they both came later in their career. We have not had a goalie prospect pan out since Kiprasov. The only one that even comes close is, as depressing as it is, David Riddick. He's the only name I can think of. Because there was a moment where he was very much the starter here. Like, that is the only goalie I can even think of as being, like... Think twenty years. Who can even who can even name that we have built other than Kiprasov? Nah, nobody. Exactly. Like it's funny because Dustin Wolf. It's almost like he's got twenty years worth of hype on him. I'd almost describe it. Where we finally have that guy. We finally have that prospect who is gonna be the guy for us. We just the, the Flames just need to pull the trigger. That's what it feels like. I I have definitely been the person to say. I remember when he first got pulled up, called up this season, I was like, he ain't going back down now. <laughs> he is going to play incredible, and then obviously that's not what ended up happening. But that should show you the level of hype that there is around him in this city. Because it's almost like... Uh, it's like he's, he's not going back down for 20 years level of like... like every, it seems like everybody's just waiting. Like waiting for the Dustin Wolf era to start. It's just, come on, when is it? When is it? When is it? It's that type of thing, right? Like, it's... I don't know. He's going to be really nuts when he gets, like, the proper chance to show it. But, uh... Kadri sliding into him will not help his case. Yeah. You just got to give him time. Because stuff like that's going to happen. And it's not going to look good on the stat sheet. But things normalize. That's true. So you got to give him an extended Maybe giving him the chance to fail wouldn't be a bad thing. You have to. You have to. It's goal-pending. Yeah, it's the most like, like um, it's the only a, it's thing an you can even of compare it to is maybe pitcher in baseball. But even then, pitchers pitchers I feel like don't fluctuate as wildly as goaltenders do. Uh, it's not as much of an enigma. I, I guess you could say. I mean, I, there are some examples of that. So maybe it is pretty close of a comparison. I'm thinking of like Manoa for the Blue Jays, where he was That's fantastic really and then got sent down. Well, and um, and it's the same thing with goalies, where like the best of the best don't fluctuate. Just like pitchers. Yeah. Like, think of, like, Terry yeah. Price for as long as he was in the league. He never fluctuated. Think of, like, well, I don't know. Or at least, you know, after, like, <laughs> after he actually after became a star. Yeah. Like, there was never questions about him. I'm trying to think. There there really hasn't been a top goalie like Carey Price since Carey Price. Like, there's been a lot Vasilevsky. of people. Yeah, but he's fluctuated. Halibuck. I don't think Vasilevsky has fluctuated. Has he? Or no, I guess more injuries has been more what I would call. Which you can't put on him. Yeah, no, you can't put that on him. Okay, I take that back. But, uh, so like what? Vasilevsky, Price, go back further, Broder, like Luongo. Like, there's like those. You can make the case for Halibut. You think so? Uh, Yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He's been consistent as well. Like, there's. There has just been, like, that select group of goalies. And if you want to look at pitchers, you can go, like, I don't know. My, but, it, this yeah. Is, this is te- testing uh, my knowledge of 2010's baseball. But, like, like you can throw out a bunch of names. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. Yeah. 
but it's it's the point being that it is an enigma of a position and you're not going to unless you have the next martin Brodeur or carry price you're not going to get consistent play and even with carry price when you're a younger player there's going to be stretches where people say should we keep Yaroslav Halak or should we keep you one of the best goaltenders of the 2010s. And it's crazy so you have to, to think give about Justin, that. You have to give right? him room to fail. You have to give him room it's to crazy, fail. It's crazy. Because, like, Halak was a good goalie at the time. Like, it's not... That's not... Because, like, a lot of people forget that Halak was in the NHL for 20 years for a reason. Because he was very good in Montreal. And he was good after Montreal as well. But he's mm-hmm. not Carey Price. Right? And that's the biggest reason why when yeah. you look back at that battle, it's like, why would you even think about it? Right? Like... But, I mean, that's just goalies. You, nobody knows, right? It's the same argument now with the dust, almost the same argument, Dustin Wolf-Vladar. Do you really want to risk the idea that Dustin Wolf comes up and sucks and blows it? it and it feels like that's what this management team is afraid of. And you can't, you can't manage scared. You can't manage well, there you scared. Go. If you manage yeah. scared, your job is lost. So Crank Conroy, that's why, the, that's why the Flames board. have been mediocre for 20 years. It's because they manage scare. Yeah. Craig Conroy, if you want to stick as a GM and prove you're not just, again, I like Craig Conroy, but I if you too. want to stick as a GM and prove that you're not just some um, old-timey boys club guy that they brought up because you played on the Flames in the past, get on your horse and make some moves. Don't manage scared. Prove that you are doing what needs to be done by making the right decisions for this team in the future. That's all we can ask. And that starts by making a definitive decision in the goaltending yeah. and stop, like, tiptoeing around this. Because I understand the idea of wanting to give to Dustin Wolf more time on ice by playing in the AHL and avoiding having to have that battle for time with Markstrom. But that's dumb. You've done that enough. Like, yeah. he's just going to... There's no point in giving time. him... Yeah, it's time. Like, you got to let him battle for it. Like, because seriously, as somebody who watches quite a few Flames games, there are times when I seriously wonder how big of a gap there is between Markstrom and Wolf. And it, like, and that's not necessarily me saying that I think Wolf can come up and immediately take that spot for him. But I think that you would be stupid if you didn't give him the chance to. And if he can't, yeah. and if he can't, play him in the backup spot. Let's see what happens. Like, maybe in a year he will be ready. Like, I just think that you're making a huge mistake by just letting that sit on the burner. Yep. Completely agree. So, finally, baseball news. Juan Soto to the Yankees. God damn it. I hit my camera off, but it was necessary. The Yankees got better. Nobody (laughs) likes it. Boo! Boo! The Yankees got a good player. And they definitely won this trade. So that's great. That that's my analysis right off the jump. Looking at this entire thing, like it's, why they they can't keep getting away with this, you know? We can't. Like let yeah. the Yankees suck for a bit, please. Stop giving them generational talent. Well, this is this is why this is why baseball is baseball. They're never gonna suck because they have in, the infinite money glitch. We've talked about this before <laughs> in the podcast. Um, Their building is yeah, after it's, it's all interesting... made out of Lamborghinis. It's just yeah. Trick play reference. Trick play reference. Oh, um, crap. <laughs> Make trick so play references guys. to your um, friends. See what... <laughs> so that they look at you like you're an idiot. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to go anger biking. <laughs> trick play reference. 
Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God. Is this us jumping the shark? Did we just jump the shark? <laughs> did we just we do it in this exact less moment? Than 30 episodes in. Yeah. Oh, my did God. We, did we just peak? Like, <laughs> we've, become, we've become too meta for our own good. Oh, God. Anyway, baseball. It the, was a good, the Yankees it was a good now run. have the single stupidest outfield in existence featuring Aaron Judge, Juan Soto, and frankly, whoever the hell they decide to put in that other spot. I don't know if Stanton plays outfield. I can't remember off the top of my head. I think he's the edge. Okay, well, there you go. Stanton, Soto, Judge. There you go. Well, <laughs> that's that. Yeah, so... Game over baseball. Um, Not really, but you know what I mean. Like, it's... You have to... I I, uh, I think there's a couple angles you can take from this. I think the most interesting angle that I kind of think, as a, again, as a more of a baseball, baseball outsider than anything, but um, looking at this Padres team, this is a sign that they've given up, right? Yeah. Because I mean... they made... Because people thought they were going to be a super team, and then they kind of just completely... They fizzled, and they couldn't make anything work, and now they're they're trading their um, superstar. Um, and yeah, I think it's I think it's fascinating because um, yeah, Soto. Who did they get Soto from again? Why is it um... Nationals? Yes, because they was when they brought in Soto, the expectations were that they were going to compete for a World Series with him and. Um, and Machado. and uh Tadis, yeah machado and, and yeah Tadis jr i don't and know then, and then Tadis jr went uh, out with uh oopsie doopsie wrong needle and uh <laughs> ever since it's been pretty downhill for the padres yeah yeah um and, and it kind of sucks to see because that would have been exciting it's not like that because it's again my, my biggest How many games with baseball, Soto we're gonna bring it to tease jr actually play together does anybody know I don't actually know. It was less um, than ten, because that happened like it's not a week between. Like there was a week gap. Yeah, it's it's sad, frankly, to see because you're looking at this and you're thinking they can make a run for it, and um, with all those name brands on it, they just fall on their faces, and it's a big loss for small market teams because eventually all the talent just goes to the Yankees, and it's such a sad thing to see. Um, it would have been nice to see some sort of parody in the MLB, but I guess not. Like, Yankees missed the playoffs last year, and that was nice, but I guess we're not going to see that again, um, especially if they have this kind of talent on their team. I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll fizzle out. Maybe it won't work. But there's still a huge – this trade, more than anything, just shows that there's a huge equalization problem in baseball in terms of what teams are good and what teams aren't. And it's shifting – this is shifting the power in the league – back to the teams that have had the power for the last 50, 75, or 100 years of baseball. That's why this sport is not exciting, and that's why people like me don't care and don't watch. So this, this move is frankly bad for baseball. Yeah, no, I don't I don't know if I necessarily disagree with you either. Like, it's just... I hate it because it's the Yankees. Like, that's... that. Like, it's not hard to dissect why I'm sitting here going, like, ah, uh, it sucks. Because, I mean... I mean, like, right when the Blue Jays were going to get that, they, we were going to get the step up, right? Or maybe get the step up with the conversations of us potentially getting Otani. The Yankees have to go, whoa, 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 not yet. 
<laughs> not, not yet. You're not pulling ahead that easy, right? Like it's, and I mean, if if Otani does decide to go to the Blue Jays, this will definitely make for a. And who knows? Maybe we'll see that in the next couple days, and that'll make this podcast a lot, you know, he's, more out of date. He's supposed to be signing signing over the weekend. So oh, wait, wait, Simon, put in your put in your official Otani predictions before we have the next podcast. Let's take our our, our Otani break. He's going we can't to have a segment with. Uh, he's totally going. Yeah, to the Dodgers. That's just I'm in denial because I can't sit here and go like he's coming to the Blue Jays. He's coming to the Blue Jays. He's coming to the Blue Jays because the second he goes to the Dodgers, I'm gonna it's just gonna be depresso hour. Like it's gonna suck. But like, come on, it's like you you can't. He's, sit. he's probably going to the Blue Jays. He's, or he's not going to the Blue Jays. Yeah, he's probably going to the like, Dodgers. Like. Uh, the one argument I've heard for it from the same person who's made the argument to me, same argument to me twenty times, is that Otani wants to go to the Blue Jays because he's he's conquered Japan, he's conquered America. Now he wants to go to Canada, right? That's the argument. I'm like, but I'm like, but like, did he really like? Why does he does he care? <laughs> does he care? Like, is that actually something that is important to him? Like. Because at that point, what's next? Are you going to go dominate, like, the Mexican baseball leagues once we're done with the Blue Jays? Yeah, like, are you... Nobody's going to care. Like, I don't... I just don't get it. I don't understand that as, like, a take, really. I... Yeah. Trust me. I, I mean, more than anyone, I want Otani to come to the Blue Jays because that would be so awesome. But, like, what? <laughs> like, it's not going to happen. It yeah. sucks. Like it's, I mean, you know where you know Dodgers? where he's going. You know where he's going. It's not the Dodgers. He's gonna follow in the footsteps of um, the <laughs> the last at least huge Japanese baseball legend yep. that I can think of. Sure, Ichiro. buddy. Sure, buddy. I'm up to Seattle. Sure, buddy. <laughs> sure, Otani buddy. in the Pacific Northwest. Mariners are winning the World Series. So that he can uh, play with like Julio Rodriguez and the other guy. <laughs> all-star lineup <laughs> oh god it's okay when he goes to the yankees we can all cry together yeah like the thing is the dodgers is the dodgers is like and i've had this said this to other people before i don't know if i'd even be mad if he went to the dodgers because then at least he's not with the yankees right because that was the conversation forever and every time oh, i heard but it, you, it made yeah. me want to like just it made you know, like it just sucks. Imagine you, if Otani signed with the Yankees two, for twelve years. Holy crap, that would suck. You know what? You know what the 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 thing that this is gonna do, right? The whole Soto going to the Yankees and then Otani probably going to the Dodgers. You know what that's gonna do? It's going to create this the warrior, what I call the Warriors Cavs effect, where we're just gonna have the <laughs> Yankees and Dodgers in the World Series for the next like five years. Oh, I believe. I know baseball. I know baseball doesn't work the same as basketball, but still, that's. That's just not a not a nice like the, the Rangers Diamondbacks World Series was so nice because it's two smaller markets and non traditional teams that we don't normally get and they're they're actually competing and the Rangers won which is neat and they were it while it lasts because that's it, especially <laughs> this the Soto move I think is a sign, is a that sign of the changing Yankees, the guard they're not to, about to let that fly they're not gonna let that slide. And if Otani goes to the Dodgers, it's going to be the same in the NL. So. And you can make the argument that the, I don't know if I'd call Rangers change of the guard, considering they spent almost almost as much money as the Yankees did last year. But still, it's the yeah. Same. But same well, it's still a non-traditional market that hasn't hasn't won 
Sure. It's just not, uh, yes, they're still spending a lot of money, but it's just not the Yankees. Like, <laughs> that's the difference. That's the yep. difference. Personally, I still hope that Otani goes to the athletics and takes up, like, three th- three halves of their uh, maybe, <laughs> salary cap. <laughs> maybe Otani maybe just really likes gambling. So the idea of going to Las Vegas is just, like, really enticing. Yeah, he'll actually just get pay- paid in, like, I don't know, chips. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You can see him at, the, like, the Bellagio every night. <laughs> he wants that... He. He wants to earn that field full of Lamborghinis the honest way, which is in a casino. That's respectable. I can respect that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it really hard-earned pan- cash if you don't gamble for it? That's yeah. great advice, children. Take that home. If there's one message you learn from the Trick Play podcast, it's that gambling is so cool and that you should totally do it. We're Simon, late enough in the podcast, I can say stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's, I was about to say, Simon flash up a big red label that Caleb is dumb and nobody should listen to him ever. <laughs> I mean, I have such great betting advice on this show, so. That's true. <laughs> Vegas Caleb. Trick, That's what trick, I that, trick that, play, That's my self my self-proclaimed betting, nickname. Betting podcast. Should we, just turn into, <laughs> we should just do that. We should start a betting podcast. God, wouldn't that be lovely? Two people who don't do sports betting creating a betting podcast. That would be kind of sick, actually. Because it would just be me and you missing on a thousand things. It'd be, it would we legitimately just, have, like, a just be... at the bottom for how many bets we've missed. I've had that like, thought. No, not for losses? that. I, one of my favorite things in sports, whenever I, see, whenever I see this, it makes me laugh a little. Is And the CFL does this really well, actually. Where they'll post their like predictions, where it's like it'll be Pat Steinberg and the other three people I can't remember the names of with their predictions for the week on who's gonna win what, and then they have the people's records underneath it. Yeah, I love that stuff. I think that's so awesome because <laughs> it's it's so funny to me watching them just like because it'll just be like this guy gets it one out of four times, and I'm like, how? <laughs> 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 I went 0 for 5 last week. This guy yeah. fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just, like, I, I, so personally, just to, like, hurt both of our egos, I think it'd be really funny to just have, like, underneath our labels down here, just, like, Simon went 0 for 17 in hockey games last night. It's just, like, <laughs> I think that entire thing is hilarious, but, yeah, no, that's not gonna happen, sadly, because God knows I don't want to do the math, so. It was tough enough to count the uh, the swears that I had in the Seahawks segment oh, last week. This is just a step too far. <laughs> oh, sweet baby Jesus. I I actually <laughs> just copied the sound effect and then just, like, went through and, like, every time just, like, paste, 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 <laughs> paste, 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 paste. I actually had my dad walk, walk up to me, like, the other day, like, in the kitchen like, just, like, he, neither of us said anything to, to each other. We were both just, like, making sandwiches or some shit. He just goes, like, you guys got to swear less. It's like, this, be, this week it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me this week. Yeah, no. <laughs> For once. This is, this, is just what ha- this is what happens when you record a podcast after a Seahawks game. I can't control it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just going to happen. I actually, you know what? Here's a challenge to anybody watching this, actually. If you can, I can say after watching it back, and I was too lazy to fix this problem. I missed two swear words in the first 17 minutes. This is a challenge to whoever can find them. 
<laughs> because I, 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 off the top of my head, actually, from watching it back on the YouTube version, because I was curious if I missed any. I missed two. One of them is really obvious. One of them isn't. But uh, okay, yeah, I only missed two. And I was pretty proud of that, honestly. Because <laughs> watching it, yeah, I, I did a pretty good job centering. One of them I shouldn't have missed. I will say that. It was pretty... It was pretty like, how did you miss that levels of clearly I should have got it. Like, but it was the other one. It was like, like a clear, it was a very clear one that I just completely whiffed on apparently. But I just uh, dropped an F bomb in the middle yeah, of it much. and you didn't. Yeah, pretty much. No, yeah. that, that's pretty much what it was. The, the second one was a lot lighter that I just completely must have just, I don't know, forgot to do it. So the oh. actual total, I think is 34. For the, for the, that, that feels for some reason that feels, because I thought thirty two was low, so I'm I'm okay. So with 34, 34, 34 feels thing. better. <laughs> thirty four feels better. You gotta get my. There is this um as part of I, I, the thing I shouted it like four times in the show that like history of the Minnesota Vikings documentary done by John Boys. He has this part of that documentary where he's this old Vikings coach and he has this like infamous press conference where he's just going off his rocker and swearing amount of times and he's counting the fucks per minute and comparing it against other like famous press conferences and stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. I gotta I gotta see how my how my fuck per minute stacks up to that guy. Cause that that was pretty impressive. I I, I think I can. So can thirty-four get there. divided by what seventeen? Isn't that because that's as far as I tracked? After the seventeenth minute, I gave up. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty decent fuck. Thirty-four divided by seventeen. It's two on the dot. Two fucks per minute, Caleb. Two fucks per minute. That's pretty good. <laughs> this segment is that's, also that's stacking up. Good. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well this isn't this isn't even like in in this rage like the, it's just a, we're just analyzing the. Fact. we're just analyzing it yeah two what is what was his like what were the other like where oh, does I'm, that I'm stack to, up i'm trying to see if like i can find, famous, find the, the where does that stack up i feel like that's let's the, see I'm, the other ones that's got to be pretty low i would have guessed closer to like two and a half for you based on editing yeah i probably would have guessed two and a half if i hadn't just googled it yeah, we'll see. Okay, I think it's from like the nineties. Well maybe I can maybe you can pull up the, the Fox per minute stat on this. Oh god. Oh <laughs> uh, fun. Yeah, there's no way I'm gonna find this. this is an hour and a half long video. It's okay, <laughs> don't worry about it. Just keep I'm in mind pretty, your trick impressive. play stat of the day is that Caleb averaged two two fucks per minute during his Seahawks rant. <laughs> Terrific. I'm, if the Seahawks if we, if I come on this podcast after the Seahawks inevitably like lose to the Steelers and get mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, that fucks for a minute. It's gonna be even higher. So watch for that. <laughs> uh, just gonna open it up with just like, just saying it over and over and over for fucking Geno Smith. <laughs> fucking yeah. Send <laughs> them to Timbuktu. <laughs> the Shanghai Sharks need a new QB. <laughs> Oh. And even there, he can't even fucking start. <laughs> oh, God. Have we gotten over 34 in this segment yet? Probably not. <laughs> oh, God. We're getting there. Whatever. This was about baseball at one point. 
We're so good at baseball Aren't segments. most things about baseball and then they don't become about baseball in this podcast? <laughs> yeah. We're frauds. That's we so try and cover all fan. four sports. We're frauds. We this talked is an about NHL Soto. and NFL podcast. We talked about Soto <laughs> for like a total of like 10 minutes and spent the next seven swearing. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Jesus Christ. We don't hi- we don't hide our biases. Yep. <laughs> uh any future employers stop watching here. <laughs> <laughs> they better have stopped watching by now. <laughs> yeah, I sure hope so. Thank you everybody for watching the Trick Play Podcast this week. Um if you are watching on the YouTube or whatever, make sure to find us on the Fresh Take Network. But apparently a lot of you are already there, so thank you very much for <laughs> finding us there. Um Again, like I said at the start, come say hi. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, whatever. Yeah. Oh, we got all the stuff. Follow us there. And the um, main reason that we're saying that, just to be clear, because I figured I'd, I kind of want to emphasize on it, is the fact that we don't get a lot of comments currently, and it makes it hard to figure out what we want to improve on. Because it'd be nice to, like, yeah. I want to I hear your input on the podcast, right? Like, especially as the person who does a lot of the editing. I think it, it would be awesome to know what you like, what you don't like. Because I have been making a lot of changes in the last couple of weeks. So it'd be cool to know what I should keep, what sh- what I should change. All of those things. That's in your control. We are the podcast of the people. <laughs> like, all yeah. of these changes, and you just need to tell me. Also, I haven't gotten the chance to mouth off in the comments at anybody yet. Um, <laughs> so... That's true. This I've been doing. I've been doing most of the responding, and that's probably for the best. <laughs> if you like, I need more people to watch my Seahawks rants. Like, I don't think any Cowboys fans watched my rant um, in the last one, and that's probably for the better for them. Um, if you're a Cowboys fan, feel free. Like, I want yeah. to debate Caleb you in the comment the section. <laughs> pointless, pointless internet debates are what fuels me. Um, this is how I earn my living. I mean, I don't, but um, <laughs> this is what makes yeah, me feel alive. Yeah, jokes on you. You think we get no. paid? <laughs> yeah, no, no fucking way. Um, God, I wish. Anyway, say some, say some stupid. Uh, I mean, say some things that can help us improve, or say some. If you want, if you want to get to Simon, say some things that we can yeah. improve. <laughs> we can improve. If you want to get to me? Yeah, say the be like suck. David Carr and be like Jalen Hurts needs to be benched for Marcus Mariota <laughs> and I'll come fight your ass. So, yeah. um, Caleb versus okay, I'll, Trick I'll, Play I'll, fan boxing match. Can't wait. <laughs> I will. Let's make let's make this. If we get enough comments, we can make another segment where I just rip your comments to shreds on the podcast. Yeah, I you know how most people have most like you, most YouTubers have like a reading your comments thing. We'd have a Caleb. Uh, Simon sits there silently, like swirling a San Pellegrino, while Caleb rips every single comment to shreds. That'd be a great segment. Oh, I would love that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Send in your comments, please. Please. Oh. I can't wait for this. Um, <laughs> anyways. Oh, that's going to be sick. I can't anyways, yeah, I can't so. wait for that either. <laughs> oh, can't yeah. wait to can't um, wait to get anyway, break I, our record of 32. You know what I'm talking about? Hell yeah. <laughs> let me get some more let, let me get my FPMs up. <laughs> you know I got to get my FPMs up. Oh. Um <laughs> 
Anyway, let me get my. Let me get my. I'm gonna. We don't have a lot of time for that. The outro, so I'm gonna make my anti showdown real quick. Um, if you are a Vancouver public transit driver, slow down. Oh my God, you are hitting the bumps at a hundred miles an hour. Whoa, I but swear to best? God. Like when you're on, if like I'm a standing up bus? on the bus. <laughs> Remember, like when you're what have been like not, grade three, and like that you stand up in the middle of the row. And the bus driver hits a bump and you go flying out the window and break three bones, but it's like hell yeah. No. <laughs> okay, but I'm not I'm not fucking five anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't take this shit anymore. I'm standing in You're the middle of that man. bus and the bus driver's turning <laughs> and I feel like I'm gonna tear my fucking ACL. Um this guy has gotta stop and has come I say this guy, like all bus drivers are just the same guy, but like the bus ride I had back today, I got my big, I don't even know if I still have it. I don't know where it went, but I had my big thing of blue chip cafe hot chocolate and that shit is really good. Um, and I was drinking it on the bus ride back and I was sitting down, mind you, and this has a lid on it, but the bus driver was going literally like 80 kilometers an hour and slammed into a bump and I go like this and the hot chocolate spills all out of my cup and all over like myself and like a that's little bit so on awesome. the poor stranger <laughs> beside me. That's, that's First of hilarious. all, I'm so sorry to that person. Yeah. Like, bus driver, fuck you. Go slower. I, I, that was one of the most embarrassing experiences I've had in the last actually. month. I'll do another. I'll do it. I'll join you. Anti shout out of the week from Simon. I think my first one. Um, anybody <laughs> who works at like Timmy's, I've had this. I never had this, this issue for, like, two years straight. I, I had an incredible streak going, but in, like, the last month, I've had quite a few people do it. So it feels like this needs to be a more known thing. I wish I had, like, a coffee, a Tim's cup to, like, demonstrate, but I don't think I do. Anyway, my coffee this morning had it, and it really pissed me off. As somebody who has to dress up for a lot of the stuff I have to do related to school and work, this pisses me off a lot. The people who work at these coffee places and don't know that you can't line the lid right next to, like, the line on the side of the cup. Fuck you. Because <laughs> that is such an unnoticeable thing until you take a sip from your cup and it all comes out. <laughs> and if you're wearing a... I wasn't dressed up today, thank God. But, like, it's the type of thing where, like, uh... God, it pisses me off. <laughs> That's my anti-shout-out. Anybody who does that, because I've been lucky enough, whenever this has happened to me, to this is first-world problems right here, but anytime this has happened to me, I'm not wearing, like, something nice, but there's been a, very, a, a lot of times this year where I have to wear a lot of nice stuff, and I, on purpose, have to look at my Tim's cup and go, where's the line? <laughs> like, I've done that a lot, because I don't need no drippy cup. I'm good. I want to sip my coffee, not drip my coffee. I'm good. Just, yeah. Like, yeah. That's my anti shout out. This is the this is the anti shout out. The worst is just in general the worst feeling is spilling coffee on yourself. It's that's just true. this is this is the it's just the worst. So in the podcast by this knowing that me and cruel. Caleb do not have hard lives and those are our first world issues we deal with <laughs> on a daily basis. Actually, we have incredibly hard lives. Give give us your money. So that we can buy more coffees. There you go. Yeah, this is, this is it's a self-perpetuating prophecy. Give us give us your money, please. Yep, give us your money. Okay, that's it. Thank you for watching. Check us yep. out everywhere. See you.